0: Hi everyone and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and friends. We're here to share the Word of God with you. We teach the Bible verse by verse. We believe that Scripture, all Scripture, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable to your life. So as you absorb the Word of God each day, You will grow strong in the Lord and be able to handle whatever comes your way because your faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Today's broadcast, it's again Ladies' Day and we have two wonderful women of the Lord who have of prospective businesses or ministries. And one is the Light of Hope Counseling with Tina Balblitz. And maybe you're, as I've shared before, going through a rough patch in your life. You need to talk that out with somebody with the wisdom of God, the love of God, and the Word of God that can help you through this particular time. And there are many people under a lot of stress right now. You need to reach out to somebody to help you. Here is her number, 410-245-4225. That's 410-245-4225. And give Tina Balditz a call. Also, if you're looking to purchase or sell your home, There's a wonderful young lady named Kelly Shockey, and she will help you navigate through that very complex um, time of your life. And her number is 443-955-2465. That's 443-955-2465. We are so glad to be able to be with you. So glad that you're part of our ministry here. Now, perhaps you um, say, I would like to be a part of that ministry. You can pray. You can share our podcasts. When you see the word follow, hit that, and then you'll be able to get the complete archive of all the rest of the teachings of the book of the Revelation chapters 1 to now it'll be chapter 5 so you want to avail yourself of that also if you'd like to underwrite or give toward this ministry it would be appreciated as we're launching into new ventures we'll be going into YouTube next Lord willing and, as I shared with you, a portion of anything anybody sends will go toward another ministry, and we give through our church, and our church is um, having two mission projects, one in West Africa, with um, helping the poor people there, with education and wells and things like that, and also, There is a ministry rescuing people from the human trafficking um, uh, dilemma that we're facing and there are rescue houses. So if you'd like to be a part of that, then either text me at 386-795-8494 or email me at charisman1234 at gmail.com. Let's get into chapter 5, chapter 5 of the book of the Revelation. Remember chapter 1, the outline. Write the things that thou hast seen, the things which are, the things which shall be hereafter. So chapter 1 was the risen Christ, the glorified Christ. Chapters 2 and 3, the era of the church. And chapter 4 and verse 1 is the hereafter of Revelation chapter 1 and verse 19. And John is instructed, come up hither and I'll show you things which must be Hereafter, and I believe that that is an inference to the rapture of the church, where we'll be caught up to be with the Lord and we will be with him forever. First Thessalonians 413 to 18 and Revelation 3:10, First Thessalonians chapter 1, 9 and 10 also um, talks about being delivered from the wrath to come. As we got into chapter 4, we gave you a, an entire portrait of the throne and administration of God, where you have the throne, you have the living creatures, you have the 24 elders, you have, um, I believe, a portrait of the father on the throne, which is it's, doesn't give a human-type shape, but what it tells us is that he was to look upon like um, like a diamond and a ruby. There were different words used for that. But, and then there was a, an emerald rainbow around about the throne. There was a sea of glass. What a beautiful, beautiful picture. But now as we get into chapter 5, we're going to see some of the great details of this um, heavenly administration, chapter five. So remember, chapters one to three leads us up to the chapter four of the hereafter. Chapters four and five is kind of like an interlude. And then chapter six to 19 is all about the tribulation that will come. So let's look at chapter 5, remembering, connecting chapter 4 with this as well. You may want to go back to the previous broadcast and listen to that one again. So it says, and I saw in the right hand, the right hand is the hand of power or authority, of him that sat on the throne, Now, we will distinguish between the Father and the Son here because I believe this is God the Father that's on the throne. And it says, there was a book written within and without on the backside, sealed with seven seals. So in this verse, this book is not the idea of a book like you and I have, but rather, Biblion is a scroll and the scroll would be made of parchment. And when it says it was written on both sides, it means there's a tremendous amount of information on that. But it was sealed. Sealing would indicate that it would be something that would be progressively revealed or something that should not be revealed Unless there was the proper authority. In the Roman times, the wills of people like Vespasian, etc., had seven seals on them. And so here, our Lord has in his right hand this scroll written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. Now imagine the seals on the end of the roll so that as you opened them up and they were broken, it would allow a certain amount of information to um, be read and to be declared and to go forth. It says, and I saw a strong angel, a mighty and a powerful angel. I believe that this particular angel would be Gabriel. He seems to be God's announcing angel. But he was a strong angel, no ordinary angel, and he was proclaiming with a loud voice. Angels, according to Hebrews 1, are messengers of God. And so with this loud, powerful, pervasive voice, he says, who is worthy who is was the one worthy to open the book, open this scroll and to loose the seals thereof? And then the answer is, and no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, I believe that's even speaking about any kind of demonic power was able to open the book. The idea of Abel means had the power or had the authority to open the book, neither to look thereon. Now John sees this unbelievable kind of demonstration going on in front of him. It moves him emotionally, it's says, an eye. And I, John, wept much because no man was found worthy. He was concerned his whole life about the administration of our Lord, about the program of the Lord, about the organization of the Lord's people. John is one of the most loyal people in that regard. And he's weeping because... He seems at this point like it's an impossible situation, that no one is has the authority and no one's worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. I think that's pretty powerful. It says, and then one of the elders, remember in chapter 4, there were 24 elders and there were 12, I believe, two sets of 12 I believe that 12 represent the patriarchs of the Old Testament and 12 represent perhaps the apostles of the New Testament. We know they are not angels. They are dressed in white, but white is the garment or the righteousness of the saints. And it says they had crowns and the particular crown is not diadema. That's the only one where our King of Kings and Lord of Lords will wear. but these are Victor crowns. these are Stefano's crowns that we will receive for being faithful to the Lord. So if you're wondering, man is it is it worth it to be a faithful Christian? I've been a Christian all my life or I mean for I don't mean being a Christian all your life, but for much of my life, I have been a Christian and I've served the Lord. Well, God is going to reward you for being faithful. The Bible says in Hebrews, he rewards those that diligently seek him. So here, one of the elders, part of the administration of heaven, said unto me, to John, weep not. Literally, stop weeping, John. Behold, The Lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David hath prevailed. In other words, it's more like, John, we've got nothing to worry about because there is one. Here is the one that's worthy, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Throughout the scriptures thus far, Jesus has been described as the Lamb of God. And now he's described as the lion. Genesis 49, 9. The lion of Judah. And it says he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. So we know where he comes from. And then it says the root of David. You can look up Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 1. Remember Isaiah eleven two is about the seven spirits of God or seven dimensions of the Holy Spirit. while Isaiah 11.1 one talks about the branch, the root that comes out of David. I believe that's what it's referring to. It says, he hath prevailed over the devil, over death, over sin, over all the things that are terrible in this world, Our Lord has prevailed, and he is the one that will open, the Bible says, to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. Who is worthy, Gabriel said? And here the elder answers and says, it's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He will open the book. He will loose the seven seals thereof. When you get to chapter six, All the way to 19a, there are 13 chapters that describe what is going to be revealed from this particular Biblion, this particular scroll, as they're unrevealed to us as the seals are broken. And I beheld, lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts. Remember, they were living creatures. They were not some horrible, fearful kind of beasts. These are the living creatures. Remember, they had one had the face of a lion, the other of an ox, the other of a man, and the other of an eagle. And we said this looked a lot like other books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the the images of our Lord. It was not the Lord himself. It's just these representations of he's he's the lion, he's the king of kings, he's the servant, the ox, he is the son of man in the book of Luke, and the eagle, son of God. And I beheld and lo in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain. This is none other than our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Lamb of God which in John 1:29, Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. All throughout the Old Testament, they were sacrificing lambs for the covering of their sin. And Jesus became the final sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice. And here, the lamb is not dead, he is alive. Stood a lamb as it had been slain, so it was dead but is alive. Having seven horns, seven is a number of perfection. Horns just represents authority. And seven eyes, which represents his omniscience. And it identifies it and says, which are the seven spirits of God? Again, Isaiah 11, verse 2, spirit of God, spirit of, of wisdom, Look that verse up, Isaiah eleven two. It says, the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came, the lamb, and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. So here's a portrait of the son, the lamb of God, taking the scroll or the Biblion, the sealed book, out of the hand of the Father, of him that sat on the throne. We will give you part two of this incredible passage on our next broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends. If you're not a believer and you'd like to be a believer, you must receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Simply repent of your sins genuinely, Lord. I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry for my sinful position and practices, repentance. And then, Lord, I reach out and by faith I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, Amen. You can let us know of your decision by contacting me at charisman, C H A R I S M A N, 1234 at gmail.com or text me at 386. and again if you would like to underwrite this broadcast we would appreciate it because what we'll be doing is expanding the Word of God to as many places that we possibly can and as I shared with you a portion of anything that you give will be also going to further other ministries that help hurting people. This is Pastor Earl saying, I love you.